It's just another layer of awareness that we can add on because I also feel like the astrology chart is so comprehensive. Like when I look at my natal chart and then I can look at where the planets as they move around the sky, even affect it differently from day to day. It can kind of give me that 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 similar awareness. But I love what you're saying that it's just another layer of awareness that adds on to self-understanding and how we can more consciously navigate life if I am if I'm understanding correctly because you were spot on about my human design chart before we pulled it up from what you know about me so I love yes all these different ways of having deeper awareness welcome home to soul shine radio I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin-Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. Hmm. All right. Where are we going from here? (laughs) We are in the middle of some powerful astrological transits. We are in an eclipse portal as this episode is launching And we have the full moon lunar eclipse happening on Friday and I'm throwing a goddess circle going away party and I am so pumped. So, so, so pumped. Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped and I'm having everyone bring some sort of offering, whether it's like flowers for the altar or maybe it's like some sort of prayer for our circle Maybe it is some sort of nourishing treat and it feels like such a beautiful way to conclude this time at my sacred Sarasota sanctuary. We also have retrograde happening right now. We've got some Chiron transits. I am no astrology expert, um, but I do have some sources and some dear sisters and friends who support me in just understanding how we can harness the transits in the sky just like right everything is energy so it's it's almost like we have these transits for example just like we have our higher self like that's how I look at it like we have archetypes we have the the transits the archetypes of the planetary alignments that support us individually, which in turn supports the whole. And I love when I like, it's very humbling for me because it's like, when we make shit about us, it's like, it's so much bigger than us. We are like little tiny ants in this fabric of creation. And 
it really does help to humble me quite a bit in my journey of like knowing my purpose, like all the things that I used to worry about. And now it's just like, I just want to be myself. I want to be authentic. I want to be in integrity with who I am. And I want to, I want to fucking play. And what's interesting is I was recording a podcast episode with Laura Co. She, she reads Akashic Records and um, I was talking about this, like, like it, the theme keeps coming up about like what the box that, you know, we put ourselves in or that, for example, the boxes of spirituality of like the spiritual communities put us in. And in my last episode, I was talking to Laura about this. I was like, I think I cussed like five times. I think I said the F word like five times on my last episode, the one where I was talking about alternative health and everything and biohacking. And I cuss a lot. Like I go through phases. It's kind of funny where like sometimes it just comes out and other times I I barely, barely say any cuss words. And I'm like, I really am. And I felt like a little bit of judgment. Like, ooh, what was going on there? Was I in a mood? Like, was I like, what was, what was that? And noticing my mind wanting to understand and wanting to like put me in a box and I'm just like, I want to be so real on these episodes with exactly where I'm at, because again, I want to show you what's happening in my life and also show you that for the most part, I really do feel a, a vast sense of serenity inside my being. And I do have this inner calm that I've, that I've, you know, I'm now experiencing and my my trust is there. You know, there's just so much happening with the house. And I feel this trust without having all of the answers more than ever before. And and I want to share the, like the dark parts and the ugly parts and the parts about me that maybe like people don't like or get triggered or whatever. Um, because there's times when I hear people dropping F-bombs like every 32 seconds all of the time. I'm like, ew. <laughs> like I go in judgment mode. So of course it makes sense right? if I'm judging someone else. And of course I judge myself when I have these moments. But the reality is, is like the playful side of me, like sometimes drops a few F-bombs and I get to embrace that part of me, like that part of me that I'm telling myself or that society has told me isn't authentic. And it is, it is me. It is a part of me. And so I went on that whole tangent to say, like, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm doing it. I feel like, you know what this move is helping me with? It's helping me drop into myself even more because like, I don't even have the brain capacity to try to not be myself right now <laughs> because I'm just going full steam ahead. But this episode, you know, I wanted to drop it. It was actually from two years ago, just after um, the spring eclipse portal, right? And so eclipses happen every two weeks with the with a solar uh, new moon eclipse and then followed by a lunar brain, lunar full moon eclipse. So did I say that right? Yes, yeah, solar new moon and lunar full moon. And these are massive, 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 massive portals of transformation. And what's funny, before I was like really connected in this way, um, I, I didn't know, but like some of the biggest changes and moves of my life, starting in corporate, leaving corporate, starting my beauty counter business, going to Egypt, losing my best friend in college. Um, gosh, there's so many more. 
well, buying my house, buying my first house, now selling my my first house, ah, moving to Asheville, like I'm getting full body chills because they happened during these times, these portals of change. And a lot of times in the spiritual community, um, I see people, right? It's like, oh, retrogrades happening. So like this thing, I can't do it or like a retrogrades happening. So I'm just going to like not be in full autonomy and sovereignty and responsibility over my life. And if that's you, I'm calling you forward and know that I've been there too. And so like, just like with everything, the transits in the sky are here and available to us, just like mother nature, just like our guides, right? To support us in course correcting, to support us in, in energetically, calling in what is in our highest timeline and it's not there to fall victim to it and to say like oh this cosmic thing is happening therefore my life sucks this cosmic thing is happening therefore this is bad and you know like these are times where things get shaken up like I just figure I just have this visual of the of a rug or a blanket that just has all of this like dust and you know like I have this special blanket that I have like a shag blanket that I have from my pup Luna and when I shake it out outside it's like all of her hair and all of the dirt and all of the stuff so things get shaken up and it's meant to to support us so if we can shift our relationship with when we're getting shaken up like I just someone was mentioning this analogy one of my sisters the other day Carrie was like um (laughs) she was like envision the world as a snow globe and the creator like grabbing this our planet our planet (laughs) our planet and shaking it up like a snow globe and that's what we're in right now and I am now in this place of like what a gift because the times where I've lost loved ones, the times where I've moved, the times where I've started a career, left a career, started a new career, none of that shit was easy at all. (laughs) Would I take any of it back? Hell fuck no. Like this is the difference. And so um, this is a session with, with Jamie Goldstein and She's an intuitive astrologer and she did um, like an online virtual, you know, event where we were talking about retrograde in particular. And so right now we're in eclipse portal and we're in retrograde. So we kind of got a double whammy going on where it's like waterfalls of movement and then like waterfalls of reflection and revisiting of things. And so I talk a lot about human design and how to leverage, right, like how to live in alignment with your energetic truth through human design during retrograde. And this can apply for any potent astrological transit, which this is this is time like these are the windows of of change right now. And so like I want you to think about this, right, because what happens is, is once we start to awaken and then it's like, oh, we blame it's like we're so used to being victim and blaming the thing outside of us. Like now when we awaken and we understand astrology is available to us, then it's like, oh, we blame the astrology. And so I really want to call this community forward and just noticing, not judging that, just noticing when we do that, because really it's a time to like 
be in full responsibility of self. And when there are things shaken up, it's for a reason, whether we're not listening or whether we are on a quantum track of transformation or a little bit of both. And let me just tell you, there was a solid, I don't even know how many days, maybe three to five days where Chad and I were fighting a lot in the move. Like it was like we were both in a pressure cooker and we were butting heads and like, I was getting overwhelmed and I was asking him to do things and then like he wouldn't do it. And then, and like I was wanting support and I was feeling stretched in and I wasn't, I wasn't feeling supported and I wasn't able to communicate. And I was like doing all of my practices and I was still just feeling this like energy. And finally, um, we had a talk and we both broke through and what I realized is we were both setting each other up for like in our dynamic, he is such a supportive partner for me. Like the amount of space that he's held for me to be in my process and to be myself and to like experiment with even business and take the risks that I've taken um, and his ability to like see me for who I am I'm getting emotional because it's like, I just feel so seen by him. And I now I really am am committed to and devoted to like stepping in my feminine and our relationship even more and being in my receptivity more and how much like, so let me give you an example of of my honey and I. So like I, (laughs) let me give you an example. This is actually hilarious. I wasn't even going to go here. So Chad's like, babe, I was telling my friend John the other day, like the, so they were, so his, his business partner, John, they were pouring some, I think it was like some sort of, um, clear coat or like stain for the wood that they, you know, create magic with. And they were going to pour something in. Like, it was like, they were going to pour one jug into another jug. And Chad's like, let me show you Lindsay, like Lindsay taught me something, which I never actually taught him, but he's watched me enough (laughs) pour things like so confidently like I will pour bacon grease I will pour hot coffee like I will pour like paint I will pour the jug into another jug like without any hesitation and every single time it's like no spills and boom and it's because well first of all I was a water engineer so I understand viscosity and like you gotta just freaking claim it and go for it but also I just claim it and go for it and I'm like okay if it spills like I'll figure it out you know and that's kind of how I move through life like this is what I want to do I'm gonna do it and if it doesn't work I'll figure it out my husband is not like that like he's gonna look at it he's going to assess he's going to like look at the viscosity of the liquid. He's going to look at the size of the jugs. He's going to probably prepare and like put shit on the counter or the floor to protect. And I'm not, it's just never been me. And I never, we never talked about it until he told me that he told his friend, like, you just got to own it and go for it. So my husband is much more methodical and much more thought out in a lot of ways. And so what happens is, is what I realized is I'm like, holy shit. During this eclipse, this is what's coming up because also a lot during this eclipse right now is about home and family and revisiting and and shifting, shifting dynamics and relationship. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I have just basically been holding my husband back without realizing it because 
he's just like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't feel confident doing this. I don't feel comfortable doing this. You do it. And I'll just be like, okay, without hesitation. And now I'm noticing like, oh, this is basically co-creating the perfect shitstorm of him not like shifting in a way that he wants to shift, right? Like taking ownership, taking responsibility, moving quick, quickly, right? Just doing the damn thing. And I'm co-creating the perfect shit, shit storm of not feeling supported and still having to do the thing myself when I don't actually want to do the thing myself. And I'm like, whoa, this is why this came to a head. And we talked about it. And so when we were like fighting and we were in the middle of it, I was just like, because he would say, so also he's very, I okay, so I'm controlling and he's, it's not controlling, it's particular. So like we're both, we both want to do it our way, but it's a very different energy. <laughs> so, you know, like controlling, right? So, so notice the shadow. So like I can get things done. I can just do it. Da, 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 da. Like I just go, I just move quickly. And the shadow side of that is like judgment is control is wanting to do it my way. And my husband's just very methodical, very particular. Like me, when I rush, it gives him heart palpitations. Like he's got a very linear, methodical way of doing things. So hence why whenever we do, like when we flipped a, a camper a couple years ago during COVID, holy heck, it was hilarious. Like we could have had our own reality show. But in the end, <laughs> we came out on top. And I, I think what I want to presence is like during this time. So anyway, we were fighting and finally, like Chad's like, he's like, okay, because I'm like, can you just like do it? I'm like, for first of all, my love language is acts of service. Like if you get my oil change for me, oh my gosh, ha, like it's just my jam because I am always doing the things like I'm getting the things done. Like I love serving. I love supporting other people. And in the past, it's been at the expense of my own health and my own boundary and at the expense of just me. And so like when somebody does something for me, like unconditionally without me asking, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen. And so a lot of things were coming up. Like I would notice with Chad because he's so linear he 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 like the way that his brain works is it's like evidence right like i like oh this happened therefore so he's using past experiences from our dynamic to say oh i'm not going to do this because lindsay's going to redo it or lindsay's not going to like it or lindsay's going to want to do it her way or i'm not going to do this first because she probably has a particular way so i'm going to wait to ask and Finally, I was just like, oh my gosh, Chad, I'm like, I'm telling you that I'm committed to breaking the, those old patterns. And so I need you to just stop, like, just try to stop the program of just because I did something in the past means that it's going to happen now in this moment. And that's what it took for the breakthrough. And I just was like, I'm committed and I've had this in other relationship dynamics where like I've screwed up, they've screwed up, I've said the thing, they've said the thing, I've made the mistake, they've made the mistake and we're butting heads or whatever. And then I'm just like, I am committed to royally fucking this up time and time again and 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 breaking through this together and having 
you in my life and knowing that we're evolving and we are doing our best and then like not have the conflict at all. And I will stand behind that. And this is why like my relationship with conflict is shifting. And my friend Kate the other day, she she was saying that she heard a quote that was like, I might have said this in the last episode. If I did, you're getting it twice. That it's not about like not quote unquote having con- conflict or fighting with your partner or any relationship, right? It's about how you recover from those. And and that's what I've noticed is like whenever Chad and I are coming up to a head, it's like we don't let things fester and we address it and we continue to move through it. And now I'm noticing like, for example, I have my Aunt Linda's China. It is the most, so most China that I've seen is hideous. Like it's like old school pink and green flowers. It is the most beautiful China. It's white and navy blue and it has like a gold coated rim and I have a full china set and I love it and it reminds me of my aunt Linda and her and I were so similar in a lot of ways and I just can't wait I see like my I see myself using this china and at Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays and and so Chad knows that it's meaningful to me and he was looking at the china like I could see him struggling and he's like I don't want to do it I don't want to break it And, and I'm like I'm like babe I've never done this before. You've never done this before. I'm like, we've never moved a whole house of stuff, of things that we love, of sentimental things to another state before. And I'm like, Anne, we might break some things along the way, but we're going to do our best. And I'm like, you've got this. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. We got bubble wrap. We got, (laughs) we got the stuff. We got the little foam dividers. I'm like, you got this. I trust you. And I gave him the space to to like work through it. And then I would notice when he was like overanalyzing and taking too long and taking a long time and like being in his head and I would come like help move him along and then I would give him the space. And so I'm just noticing with something like that, like in the past, I would have just done it. I would have been like in right that impatience and that control and that frustration. And it's like, who am I to judge like like who am I to judge his process and and like I I want support and I want to not do everything myself it's a deep desire so like can I just create enough spaciousness and time to allow that to emerge and unfold in the way that it's supposed to and I'm telling you like since we had that breakthrough and since I was like I am committed to not operating that way anymore and supporting you in evolving and supporting me and evolving and shifting our dynamic in a more sustainable way. And there may be times where I forget, right? And I'm like, and I want you to call me forward and I'm going to do the same. And like the amount of stuff, I feel like we've bent time, which I know is possible. But like, I feel like we've been bending time. We're so in flow. We're just like trusting each other and like we're in, we're encouraging each other to take lots of breaks. So with, like today with my friend Carrie, we went and like did some nature walking and we caught up and he was taking care of things at the house. And then when I got home, he's like, I'm going to go to lunch with my buddy AJ. And I was like, perfect. I'll take care of this. And and I was like, I got to finish up a little bit of work. And then I'm going to dinner with my dad tonight. And he's like, perfect. I'll finish up things. And we're encouraging each other to like take our time and do the things with our friends and like get out in fresh air because 
it's supporting us in like continuing to move forward. And we're in so much synchronicity right now. And like we're in so much flow, just having this awareness of how we are consciously shifting our dynamic. And it's blowing my mind. Like, so I'm not beating myself up of like getting frustrated and getting angry because let me tell you about my honey. Um, I probably have heard him yell maybe three or four times in our entire life. And I, I yell, I do yell. And I like, and that's, that's a spiritual thing, <laughs> like our emotions, our rage. Right. And so it's like, what I end up being like, I don't feel supported. And I feel like the last three podcast episodes, I've told you how I've turned into the Hulk with my husband, but like what he does is he just, he just avoids, like he just doesn't say a thing and keeps everything in. And so like, I'm supporting him in expressing his emotions and being more vocal. Right. And he's teaching me when to listen. He's teaching me like how to be stable. Right. And to like be so grounded. It's very, very interesting. And, you know, I do want to say like, of course, I have my moments where I will yell at him versus like just yelling and him like witnessing me. But again, like I'm not living in the past and beating myself up about it anymore because I know what's transpired since. I know how I've shown up since. I know how I've been like, okay, what I really meant was this. And like just that same piece of like, I'm committed to breaking through this because I love you and I I see our future together. Like I see that our dynamic and then we start playing in the future and then we start like making it light. And what's really funny about when Chad and I fight, there's always like laughs. Like it's like, it always ends with like, we'll start calling each other out or we'll like remind each other of like, like I'll remind him of one of his shadowy pieces and he'll remind me. And sometimes I'll like call him out on something and he makes this face where it's like, I can tell I've hit. I like, I can tell he's like, shit, she's right. And he'll do the same for me. And I swear that's what keeps us thriving because I don't want to pretend like Chad and I don't fight. It's not that often right now. We're fighting a lot because hello, we're uprooting our lives and we're probably both scared shitless inside and we're processing a lot, you know, and we have deadlines and we have things and, and we're working in, in between that. And there's just a lot of movement happening. And so I just, again, like I, I cuss and I yell at my husband and um, I love those parts of myself. You know, I accept those parts of myself. I don't claim to like have all of the answers and I don't claim to be more evolved than anybody else. But what I can say is like, this is always like beautiful feedback. And it's like, okay, there's something with my husband and I that is ready for an upgrade. And so things are, we're, rubbing up against each other so that we can address it and meet it and clear it and have conversations and take action on it. And it's crazy how much has shifted in such a short amount of time. Who knows what the next couple of weeks are going to bring or next couple of days. But in this moment, it's like, right, like, okay, things are coming to a head. Things are bubbling. Things are bubbling. The breakthrough happens. And then it's like, we're at a new evolved baseline. And then we're like, Ooh, this feels good. And right. And then it's like, okay. And we're practicing and we're playing and we're experimenting. And then it's like, we reach our growth edge again. 
And then the same thing continues to happen. So that, of course, can be applied to anything in our lives, in our businesses, with other relationships. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll love the, se- the session, especially if you are intrigued by your human design type, if you already know it. Um, even better. If not, you can go to mybodygraph.com, put in your birth date, time and location, and it will tell you if you're a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector or a reflector. So I go into all of those types. And in the session, I talk about um, some freebies, including I was doing like free, like little mini free sessions and free ebooks at the time for human design. And I don't do any of that anymore. So, you know, if you've been tuning into the podcast for a bit that um, I've now started teaching the gene keys and the gene keys feels more alive for me right now. It feels like the transmissions are congruent with where consciousness currently is. It's very deep. It's very rich. It's, it's very activating. And um, and it's so Gene Keys is built upon human design. So you can go to the genekeys.com to take a look at your hologenetic profile. And if you would like a session with me, uh, I do have a friends and family link and I'm feeling called to share it with you with the Soul Shine Radio community. I don't know, at least for like the month of I don't know, maybe through the end of May, I'll keep that link active and then I'll turn that off again um, because I'm having a lot of fun. So they're very different type of sessions. So I help you drop into your body, into your heart center to get out of your head because the transmissions are much more activating if like, right, this isn't about using the mental constructs to figure it out. This is about actually unearthing the DNA that's dormant the genetic codons in our DNA that are currently dormant and reactivating those again. So that way, right, that's the difference between we're not here to learn, we're here to remember. So this is what's what helps you uncover why you're here and you're going to start to feel different in your body and you're going to start to trust yourself more. So the I Ching, right, so Gene Keys is built upon human design and that's built upon the I Ching. So I incorporate all of those and yeah, it's just very intuitively guided. It just depends on what I'm feeling for you. The sessions are 90 minutes. So if you're feeling called for a a session with me, I think I call them um, soul, soul genetic blueprint activation sessions, something like that, um, because that's what it is. It's it's activating that that dormant wisdom, those codes that only you carry within you so that you can start to awaken those and so that you can start to live your dharma which is what feels fulfilling right which is what allows you to radiate which which is what allows you to get clarity on your purpose right and of course that's connected to your prosperity so i'm trying to think if there's anything else definitely check out the show notes to check out how to get in touch with jamie goldstein um She's got Facebook, she's got Instagram, YouTube. I have her website in the show notes. She's got a five-day video series to support you in just tapping into astrology a bit more. And I think I will just leave the episode there. So enjoy learning about some of these potent transits, about retrograde, about your human design type, starting to explore. And what's interesting is like, I've had people who are who are still more interested in learning about their human design right now. 
than the gene keys. And I feel like because I resisted the gene keys for a long time myself, people kept telling me and I just, it's like my soul knew that I wasn't ready for it yet. So I want you to trust that. So sometimes people will come to me and they'll be like, I only want a human design session. And I'm like, that's totally fine. Like trust that part of yourself. That's right. Like that's like, that's ready and and willing and able and open to receive that wisdom um, of those technologies. So anyway, all of this yummy stuff is going to be in the show notes. And hmm, when I check in, oh my gosh, like the next episode after this is going to be the day before our house closes. So shit's getting real over here. And thank you for allowing me to be myself for continuing to tune in week after week, just you know, creating a safe space for me to really be me and to showcase all of me, not just the not just the light parts, but the shadowy, gunky, salty, crunchy parts, too, because all of it is sacred. And I really want to continue to embody that for humanity so that we can take the pressure off a bit and stop beating ourselves up and really start to be in radical acceptance of our wholeness and who we are. <sighs> and the, of course, astrology supports us with that. So much love, everyone, and enjoy the rest of this episode. Hi, this is Jamie Goldstein here with the Mercury Retrograde Alchemy Summit, and I'm so excited to be sitting here with Lindsay Martin-Ellis, a human design coach, and I have a Scorpio moon, so I am very interested in deep self-understanding, deeply knowing myself, and through that, being able to live life from a more conscious, empowered place. And so I was naturally drawn to astrology because I was amazed by the immense depth of self-understanding that my astrology chart offered me. And I'm always discovering there are infinite ways of um, infinite levels of new self-understanding that I'm always arriving at, even though I've studied my astrology chart for, for many, many years. And we're working with clients, um, these new levels of self-understanding that come from all the beautiful depth and nuances in our astrology chart. And I'm always very interested in new um, perspectives to understand myself on a deeper level. And I've gotten to know Lindsay and I'm always very curious what she has to share about human design because what she shared with me about my human design chart is very resonant with, um, with my life experience. And I don't know a lot about human design from my understanding that it is based on astrology and then integrates other, um, other, you know, traditions like the chakra systems. And Lindsay's going to share more about that. And so I've been so inspired by the Gemini North node, this um, holding space for, you know, new perspective and new ways of looking at something. And so I'm so excited to hear this perspective of these new ways we can understand ourselves through human design. Lindsay's going to share about the human design types and then is going to share about how this can support us during Mercury retrograde. And so Welcome, Lindsay. I'm just going to share a little bit about you. I have your bio here, and then we'll get to hear all of your beautiful offerings. Lindsay, about five years ago, she had a transformational journey, which led her on her path to 
wellness, vitality. She's very passionate about spiritual wellness. And that led her to getting certified in human design. So welcome, Lindsay. I'm so happy that you're here. You're such a dear soul sister. And can you just start off by sharing with us a little bit about your journey? Yes, I'm so grateful to be here because it's just so it's so fun how my my transformational healing journey has kind of like woven me through different like modalities and parts of my life that have really helped me heal. And my spiritual wellness and my spirituality is a huge part of that. And, you know, recognizing the support that we have all around us energetically in the cosmos. And um, essentially, I I won't get into like my whole crazy story, but I suffered from, you know, women's hormone related health issues uh, when I was about 15, 16. And it really just kept like, I just kept having these, these moments in my life where my health was failing and I was doing all of these things that doctors told me to do and that my parents told me to do. And I felt like all of my friends in my teens and my twenties could just do whatever they wanted. And I'm like, you know, having strict diets and doing all these things and doing all these things. And it was the moment when I hit 30, I got engaged and I just felt this inner calling to listen to my inner knowing and just to start listening and trusting myself. And that led me down this whole holistic path of understanding my body, listening to my body, calling in support and really trusting, you know, that I knew like I had sovereignty over myself and I knew what was best for me and was in a corporate. I was an environmental engineer for 10 years and left that about two and a half years ago. And I've just been an entrepreneur in the women's, you know, wellness and empowerment space. And human design is just another amazing tool that I've been able to leverage to really help myself heal, help myself understand myself better and really make empowered decisions, which is why I'm super excited that Jamie asked me to be here because during retrograde, right? Like there's a lot with communication and decision-making and um, human design has really helped me ground into how to make empowered decisions. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I, for anyone who's new to human design, if you know, you'd share a little bit about what that is for us. And then I'm really, I was so inspired to bring you here for the interview with this idea of when we do have these astrological transits that can feel more challenging. And throughout the summit, we've had so many speakers share about the hidden gifts of Mercury Mm -hmm. retrograde, really the tricks that happen. There is a sacred trickster medicine to it, but Just at the same time, acknowledge the very real frustration and challenge that can come up during these times. Um, I'm so inspired to hear from you, you know, how we can connect with human design as a way to kind of anchor us when we are experiencing these more challenging, um, you know, astrological energies. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it may it's it's human design is really like your base. So it's it's called it's an energetic blueprint and the system is based on your exact time, date and place of birth and that is what then allows you to have your own energetic blueprint that is different than everyone else's. Like it is specific to you based on the planetary alignment of when you were born. And so you know, how you're wired to make decisions and cultivate relationships and really just create, right? Like 
we're humans, we're creating, we have busy lives. Like during retrograde, the world doesn't stop, right? Like, you know, the, we still have decisions to make. We still have relationships. We still have things to take care of. And what I love about human design, it's less about changing who you are and more about giving yourself permission to be who you've always been. And for me, when I was gifted a human design session from my mentor in my business, and I felt just so much relief. I felt like, oh my gosh, I feel seen. I feel like I have tools now to come back to. Like all of these things inside of me that I felt like were were like just kind of bubbling up. Everything was affirmed. And then what's funny is I started to see human design popping up everywhere. I ended up on, um, on a summit where there was this woman, her name's Karen Curry Parker, and she studied under Ra Uru Uru. He was the gentleman who basically wrote the entire human design. So I think it's fun to kind of talk about this. Um, she studied, Karen studied under him for 20 years. So in 1987, there was a supernova. So there was a star that exploded and everyone on planet earth had the download. We all received the download unconsciously. Ra is the only gentleman, the only human that to our knowledge that received the download consciously and was in Ibiza, Spain and wrote the entire human design platform, I think in like two weeks, which is wild. different modalities. So it's a synthesis of Eastern and Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, Hindu chakra system, Kabbalah and quantum physics. So I just feel like there's a lot happening in our blueprints, but there's so much wisdom. There's so much wisdom that really synthesizes in a simplified way, how we can really show up in the world. And that's what I'm here to do today is to just give you like a basis and an understanding of really how to look at your blueprint, how to understand it. So during, you know, times of retrograde, it can really help support you. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I love that. And I got chills as you were talking about Nova in 1987, because that would have been, I don't know what time of the year that was, but that would have been the year that I was conceived. Um, I was born in 1988. So I'm like, oh, maybe I like rode in on the supernova, (laughs) you know, over here. Oh, I just... I just got chills. So it must be true. (laughs) (laughs) I got those full body chills. And, um, and I would love to hear a little bit. So probably many of the people that are here, you know, um, are familiar with astrology and their astrological natal chart, which I always kind of call a cosmic blueprint, you know, it's kind of similar in that sense that it is, you know, it is our essence, um, our psychological underpinning and those kinds of things. And I know human design is also based on, you know, our astrology, you know, our astrology chart in some sense. And actually, please clarify if I'm saying this wrong. How can, um, you know, the astrology natal chart, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, everything, it like guides my whole kind of way of life. And it's Mm -hmm. really similar that when um, there are those more challenging astrological transits, I have that, you know, I have that anchor to kind of hold me steady and to kind of know how to navigate the energy. Um, How is human design a little bit different than an astrology chart? Because I know it adds in these other modalities like you shared about as well. Yeah, that that's really it. It's just like additional layers, right? So it's like, it's like, you know, I think of the Enneagram, I think of human design, I think of astrology, right? Like some of them are based on 
planetary alignment. Some of them are based on our childhood. Some of them, some of them are like, okay, who, who were we were before society got our, their hands on us? Who is our actual soul? Like before we actually like came into human form. And so like a great example is with the Hindu chakra system. So if you look at the energetic blueprint, there is a lot of alignment with the Hindu chakra system, right? Like the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the heart, the Ajna, which is our third eye, you know, the head center. So it's just providing like additional layers of these ancient like wisdoms and modalities from all over the world, from ancestrally, generationally, and just provides it's like additional affirmation, right? Like, you know, when you, when you have different tools and you're like, oh yeah, that resonates. Ooh, I'm seeing like the golden thread that's weaving everything through it. So it's almost just like an, like you'll notice it with your natal chart, right? A great example is for those of you that study the Enneagram, I'm an emotional authority in human design. We'll get into that later, but I'm also in the emotional triad in the Enneagram. And you'll start to notice just little nuggets of like, okay, this is just affirming for me. Like I have a wide range of emotions and I get to wait to make decisions. Like I get to really trust myself, like really wait till I'm at an emotional baseline when making decisions because my emotions are so high. Like don't make a decision when you're really frustrated or upset. Also don't make a decision when you're really excited, right? It's like, I know that about myself because I have all of these different tools. So I hope that helps clarify a little yeah, bit. That, that does. And I love that it's just another layer of awareness that we can add on because I also feel like the astrology chart is so comprehensive. Like when I look at my natal chart and then I can look at where the planet's as they move around the sky, even affect it differently from day to day, it can kind of give me that, that, that similar awareness. But I love what you're saying that it's just another layer of awareness that adds on to self-understanding and how we can more consciously navigate life. If I am, if I'm understanding correctly, because you were spot on about my human design chart before we pulled it up from what you know about me. So I love Yes all these different ways of having deeper awareness, which um, leads me into, I know you want to share a little bit about the different types um, and some little nuggets of wisdom for us. Yeah, absolutely. And what I do want to just share is there's a free tool. So it was funny, Jamie and I, Jamie's had a reading before. And then I was like, I think this, I think you're a manifesting generator. And she was, (laughs) and we'll get into what that means, but there's a website. So I recommend, I invite you to go to mybodygraph.com. And you do need to know if you're listening to this, you likely know the location, time and date of of your birth. And you'll put it in, put that information and it will pull up your body graph. And I actually have Jamie's pulled up right now. And really what it does is I love this tool because it's very interactive. You can hover over what what are called... um, the different centers. So the terminology is you'll see all of these different centers. I pull it up right now. Some are colored in, some are white. Um, You'll also see there's lines connecting everything. Those are called channels and gates. Again, some are colored in, some are, are white. And if you hover, it just starts rabbit holes. And then there's a whole information section that actually tells you your type, 
your strategy, your not self theme, your authority profile, et cetera. And we're going to get into some of those today, but this at least just gives you like the foundation. If you want to, it's a free tool and there is some, there are some information, like there's just a little bit of added data. So if you, you know, kind of want to, I know people like myself just want to start going down the rabbit holes and finding it all out and seeing how everything lands. So I certainly recommend like having that up on the screen when we get into it. And there are five types. So type is like the foundation of human design. And the way that I explain it is we like we are energy. It is an energetic blueprint. And each energy type plays a role on planet Earth. And so there are five. And so everyone is one of the five types. And really all of the types have a specific strategy for making decisions. And that is so critical during retrograde. So I really wanted to focus on type and then within the type, talk about the strategy for decision-making that can really support you during retrograde. So with that, do you have any questions before we just go and start with manifestors? Gosh, well, maybe because I'm like the generating manifester, I'm like, just tell me what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're going to start. So what we'll do is we'll start with manifestors and yeah. then we'll start with generate and then we'll go into generators. And the way I explain manifesting generators is you're like the birth child of two, the both types. Like you embody the energy of both manifestors and generators. So we'll certainly get into that too. Oh. So yes. And then, so I'll, I'll certainly, when we talk about strategy within each type, it's really this unique way of making decisions and taking action in the world. And, you know, like, as we mentioned, and you could probably offer additional support. um, It's a time to really go inward and to really like take a step back. That's at least what I do during retrograde, but we don't always like we get to pick and choose. Like we don't always have that luxury because we are mm-hmm. living beings in this life that keep the world keeps spinning. So um, I would love to like pull in a little bit of your support too, just yeah. with your with your wisdom that you have, and we can kind of create this awesome little support system for everyone listening to this today. Oh, I love that. So I do want to start out with explaining the centers. So as I mentioned. You can see all of the centers. I should probably have you pull yours up, but um, basically you'll see when you open your body graph, there's all of these different centers from the root all the way up to the head center. And there are something called motor centers. There are. And again, just think of them as energy centers that live inside of us. So we have the will center, the solar plexus center, the sacral and the root. The reason why I want to explain that is because that sacral center in the middle, which is our energy center, it is like that sustainable energy, depending on if you're a manifesting generator, generator or not, everything around our type is centered around the motor center. So I just kind of wanted to explain that. So we'll start with manifestors. Manifestors are only 8% of the population. And if you are a manifestor, you will know that because it'll say it in the info section on mybodygraph.com, but it it's a, it's open. So when you see a white center, that means that it's open. And it's it's open and with any of the other motor centers connected to the throat center. So 
basically the focus for manifestors. So think about this as you're, as you're both Jamie. So if you're a manifesting generator, you think about, you want to like take this information into manifestors are the initiators of the world. They are the innovators, very empowering, like powerhouses, very provoking. And even during times of retrograde, like you still, your home base, like it still can be very supportive for you to create and to initiate during this time. You know what's best for you and you get to kind of just feel into the energy. Right. Just how I am manifesting. Well, it's not just me. It's a whole group of people together. This this summit. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to go like take the slow down, the pause, the retrograde reset because I really need it. But as we're moving into it, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm doing the opposite of what I know I should be doing um, because I'm going so fast and working so much, creating the summit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like trusting yourself, right? Yeah. Like you, it's like you being autonomous, like, even though there's a lot of things happening energetically right now, like your home base is actually to create and then is, is to like initiate and also to put that into action. So for manifestors, how manifestors lead change is by initiating others into action. So true manifestors, they don't do the work. They come up with the ideas. So manifestors actually, because there's a lot happening like in the cosmos right now, we have a lot, even outside of of, a retrograde. I know you can probably share more about that. This actually may be a very potent time for manifestors to make decisions because that's what you do. The biggest thing that I think could really support you from a relationship and communication standpoint as a manifester is to always inform others how if you are to make a decision during this time, you want to make sure that you're informing people properly because a lot of manifestors, they have an idea and they just like create it. And other, and they move quickly in that way because it's so just intuitive and in flow that sometimes people are like, what? Like people get angry, which then the manifestors can get angry. So there's this emotional theme with manifestors that's anger. And it's because people sometimes are misunderstood by the ways that you are able to create and initiate. And because of how effortlessly you can flow with that creation energy, sometimes people are feeling left behind misunderstood. Why didn't you tell me feeling like maybe you pulled the wool over their eyes. So I think that's probably one of the most supportive actions that you can take during retrograde. I don't know if you have any thoughts you want to add there. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I do think these Mercury retrograde times because halfway through every Mercury retrograde, Mercury aligns between the earth and sun. It's like a new moon, but a new Mercury and Mercury is ideas, inspiration, thoughts. And so it is a time, I think Mercury retrograde is a time that especially if we slow down and do the reset, the pause that we can have so many inspiring ideas come to us. I think we all get an inspiring idea that comes to us right when Mercury aligns between the earth and the sun. And even with this Gemini um, solar eclipse we're about to have on June 10th, it's actually the same day Mercury aligns with the earth and sun. It's just, there's going to be a huge seeding for new ideas coming in. So perhaps our manifestors will be very attuned to the new ideas coming in. And I would say, I think these times are amazing times to have those new ideas and the inspiration come through 
I find just from the astrological perspective, I find it's not the time to act on them yet, but to certainly to have the ideas come in and be open to them and then sit with them before making any decision or having type of any type of action. But I'm so welcoming of the new ideas coming in during this time. Yeah. And the same thing, like maybe this is the time where the ideas come in and then you start to think about like, who can this impact, like slowing down, like who does this Mm -hmm. impact and, and maybe being discerning of like, it's not, it's not the right time to inform. Maybe that's after retrograde or maybe it's during or like, you know, but just kind of really taking that step back and just delineating like, Ooh, this is an amazing idea. Who will be impacted? Who's my support? Who are my cohorts? And, um, and then, you know, calling in the support to take, to take the proper action. Um, manifestors are not meant to take action. That's why they get to inform because they have the idea and then the generators run with it. Um, this is also a powerful time because we're going inward. The wealth theme for manifestors is really passive revenue. Like they don't have that sustainable energy to work a nine to five or to just like really churn out any sort of generative work. So this could be a time like play a little, like what ideas come in that could maybe be a leveraged income stream for you um, and just kind of start to see there. Um, Yeah. So some of the challenges are the lack of sustainable energy. So if you are a lot of manifestors sometimes are in nine to fives, they, they are doing work that they shouldn't be doing. So this is a time, as Jamie said, like slow down and give yourself rest, like, start to just play a little and have the ideas come to you of like, how would you like to live? Like, how would you like to bring in money? How would you like to be in relationship with people? Because manifestors move really fast, (laughs) which sometimes could, could be a lot. Um, This is a great time to call in support, like calling your support. Um, Manifestors are not always the best team players. So, you know, there's sometimes communication issues during this time. So again, like just think about, it's not just about you. Like you're very powerful with your decisions and you do, you are powerful. So you impact people. And the more that you can just like recognize that you don't have to ask for permission, but it is really supportive for you to be in community with others in that way. So just like recognizing the impact you have kind of going inward and really journaling around it and just being more introspective is really supportive. Oh, perfect. So cool. I I think that's it for, yeah. Yeah. Manifestors. If you want to close with anything that came up for you. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I was, you know, thinking I have a lot of um, cardinal energy in my astrology chart, which is like the energy of getting energy moving and going. And so I was just kind of making that making that connection as you were talking about that. Yeah. And this like noticing if you feel angry, it's generally because you're not informing and you're not being a team player and you're moving alone as a manifester. So Mm -hmm. right now is a time to rest. This is the time to really relax. And if you notice yourself feeling like that ain't, you know, like moving from, you know, whatever you're going, you know, if you're sad and then all of a sudden it moves to anger, just recognizing, you know, like, am I being a lone wolf? Am I not calling in support? Am I not like letting people know what I've got going on? So cool. This is, this is, this is so, such a <laughs> look at things. Yeah. Awesome. So next up we have generators. I am a generator. 
35% of the population and we have a defined sacral motor. And so that, so like, that's like, you know, that's, that's that, that creative, like life force energy is where the sacral lives. So generators have a defined sacral and no motors connected to the throat. And what that means is that we are just here to do the work of the world. Like when we find our dharma, when we align with the work that really lights us up, we can just go. And I know you're a manifesting generator, so I'm sure you've probably heard this from people like, oh my gosh, how do you have all this energy? Oh my gosh, how are you able to just like crank this out? Oh my gosh, how are you able to just like, you know, tune into something or People really ask you that all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what's, I think the most supportive action for the most supportive action for generators is we are not here to initiate. And I used to be this way. I used to think like I needed to create, I needed to come up with some big idea, but really, especially during retrograde, there are signs all around us. And generators are here to respond to what is presented to us from the universe. And so just tuning in and recognizing, like, if you have an idea or something like that, or all of a sudden you're like, do I want to do this? Or do I want to do that? There's a gentleman that's mowing the lawn. Hopefully, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's really loud for me. (laughs) I I could just barely hear it. Okay, good. Yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, that work from home life, everybody. So if you hear that, I'll try to talk a little bit louder, but we're here to respond as generators. And this is a time again, to be introspective and to really call in. Like if you're in, if you're feeling out of alignment, if you're feeling burned out as a generator, generators can do a lot of work. Like we can just go all day, but if it's not in alignment with like our authentic selves, then it does create burnout. So I would say retrograde is really a time to like, look at the areas of your life. Where are you feeling out of alignment? Where are you feeling really burned out? Because generators should never be feeling burned out because we are here to do the work of the world. Like we are the light workers of the world. I don't know if there's anything you want to add there. Again now. Okay. So for the generator, the strategy is to respond and then act. So this is during, this is a time during retrograde where really you know, like this is a time to really look at the areas of your life that you're feeling out of alignment and to like, look at the cosmos, like astrologically what is happening to really go inward and to really ask for support from the unseen support that we have all around us in order to make aligned decisions. So a lot of generators have a challenging time because they want to initiate or they feel like impatient because generators also move really fast and they feel like, I don't want to slow down. I don't want to wait to receive some sort of response from the universe. Right. But what we realize is there's signs all around us. Like Jamie and I were just talking about activation numbers and like there's support in numerology. There's a support in the cosmos, there's support with our guides There's support everywhere. And this is the time that I believe that generators can really slow down to tune in in order to take that aligned action to create the generative work that they're here to create. Do you have anything you want to add to that? 
Mm, no, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm resonating with that. Yeah. And so the emotional theme for generators is frustration. And remember for manifestors, it was anger. Frustration happens with generators when they plateau. So generators plateau a lot because they're stuck. Generators are usually really quick to learn. And then all of a sudden they plateau. And during that plateau period, which could be during retrograde, a lot of generators may quit what they're doing. They may think like, this isn't for me, or this is too challenging. And really generators create their mastery during that, that time when they quiet their minds, during that time when they take a step back. So this to me is a really opportune time during plateaus. If you're feeling like things aren't working, if you're feeling like there's budding heads, if you're feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. This is really the time to like pull back, wait for the signs, call in the support, like really journal and ask yourself what you want so that you can be supported. And then, you know, like retake that aligned action to create mastery. Perfect. This is all so useful. Okay, good. So generators are here to create mastery through repetition and some of the supportive actions is knowing when to quit and really moving your energy. So this is something that's really powerful because even though retrograde is a time to really kind of pull back and to rest more and to like kind of slow down a little bit, generators are meant to move our bodies a lot. So Maybe you're not working out as hard, like maybe you're not like packing your schedule, but it is really important to connect to yourself, connect to source, connect to nature, and to really be moving your body in different ways, not being stagnant. Being stagnant is really unsupportive for a generator. And that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. What's what's the next one? So the next one is a manifesting generator and that's what Jamie is. And so this is a defined sacral with any of the motor centers connected to the throat. And honestly, it's, it's, it's what I like to say when a manifester and a generator have a baby, they create a manifesting generator. So I won't get into too much detail in terms of, you know, having all this separation because it's really just the merging of the two we talked about before. But the biggest piece is, is that you have that creative initiating energy and you're also able to create with it. The biggest difference between generators and manifesting generators. Now there's a dog barking in the background. You know, I'm at my sister's right now. So we're just going to run with it. This is retrograde, right? Like tech challenges, communication challenges. So manifesting generators have a, I like to call it like an escalator. Uh, creation of mastery, where generators is more stair step, manifesting generators, they, they just go, and it's like this 45 degree angle of just going. And what happens is, is generally, they make a lot of mistakes, mistakes are not wrong, mistakes are not bad, Mis- mistakes are actually required for mangens in order to create their mastery. So this would be an opportune time. Like Jamie, I don't know, you might have some examples, like maybe you were moving really fast on a project. This may be a time to be like, oh, this isn't working. 
a lot of it is working, but something there's a few things that aren't, you could actually go back. And this is actually the time where you can really refine and notice what's not working to then create your mastery again. So it's almost like you take two steps forward, three steps back, one step forward, one step back, four steps forward, five steps back, and you just kind of keep going. And then, you know, it's kind of like this sliding scale. So I don't know if there's anything that you want to shed there that feels supportive for you. Yeah. I mean, that's very much how I operate just, and you can see it in my astrology chart, a lot of fire. So very instinctual and it's, you learn as you go. That's very much, I, you know, I have a strong Aries energy. Um, and part of that is making a lot of mistakes along the way. And I kind of feel like if I didn't do that, I wouldn't get anything going though. You know, I'd rather get something going and make a lot of mistakes, but at least it got created than not have anything created at, at, at all. But I love how you're bringing in the retrograde piece it's a great time to, cause that is the energy of retrograde to review, mm-hmm. to revisit. And that, that reflection piece is really important for me. So I love how you're tying that in. Yeah. And this is like the perfect time for you when you are looking at the steps, for example, for refinement, like this is when you get to, to discern and learn when to skip steps. So it's like you start a new project and maybe you make some mistakes along the way. This is the time where you can refine so that the next time around, you know exactly what steps you can skip so that you can move even faster. It's one of the many gifts of manifesting generators. And then also wearing yourself out every day for good sleep, like moving your body because when manifesting generators and generators are moving their bodies, it actually, a lot of times it can, feel like anxiousness if we're not moving our bodies enough, which then allows us to not be in tune with really what we want and what we desire. So that's a really critical piece during this time to, you know, I think a lot of times we think rest, pause, go inward, but for generators and manifesting generators, we still want to make sure we're like really getting everything out energetically so that it allows the spaciousness to know what we want to create. I love that. Now, is something important for manifesting generators? Is it a signature to want to kind of just run with it and do it on your own and not seeking out the support from others? Like, is that is that a signature that's needed to like make sure you're having the support from others, or is that just me? Well, that's the man. That's the yes. Yeah, so that's the manifester side. So generators, not so much. Like we are like with people, we love to do, we love to be in team, but the manifester side of the man gen is that lone wolfing, that not calling in support because you're just so creative and you move quickly. You, you know, you take an idea and you turn it into inspired action because you move faster than most. And because you like are just so excited and aligned with this creative idea you can sometimes leave people behind and forget that you have support all around you. So absolutely. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are there there five types? Did you say? Yeah, we've got one more. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'd love to hear the next one. Actually, we have two more. (laughs) I got excited, (laughs) but they're really quick They're So the, so the projectors, these are the, the least amount, um, percentage wise that we have population wise. So they're not as common, but projectors are some of my favorite people in the world. They have an open sacral center and they have no defined connections between any of the four motors of the throat. They are like the leaders of the world. Like they 
are here for guidance, for wisdom. They're very intuitive, very sensitive, and they share. They have a lot of wisdom. They're able to use their voice. They lead. People listen. Think of managers. Um, Just think of some of the most amazing world leaders that are here to bring people together, for people to listen, for people to want to take the inspired action, right? Like, it's like a Martin Luther King would be a projector, right? Like just having that voice, being able to bring people together that then allows others to take inspired action. The biggest strategy, and this again is a beautiful time during retrograde, is to wait to be invited for recognition. So remember with generators and man gens, it was more of like responding to life that happens multiple times throughout the day. The projector it's more formal. It's like a much more formal invitation in order to discern whether something is aligned or not for a projector. So it's, it's really about waiting and being patient. And the emotional not self theme is bitterness. A lot of times there's a lot of bitterness because of the patience that's required. A lot of times projectors, when they're not connected to their higher self or to source, they can also be really bitter. So it's really imperative that projectors during this time can really connect to, you know, the cosmos, connect to their unseen support, connect to the support that they want. The bitterness really comes through and, you know, no one wants to be around a bitter leader. <laughs> um, one of the main challenges too is just not recognizing burnout because projectors don't have that sustainable energy. So very similar to manifestors in the way that they're not meant to hear, they're not meant to, to work that nine to five or that like entrepreneurial life where they're just in massive action all of the time. It's almost like everybody knows that one person that their presence is just felt when they enter a room. That's what a projector does. Like you just see a person, you feel their presence and you want to listen and you want to like take that consciousness and then create something else in the world. So this is the time to wait for your invitation, not act on it, but this is the time where you can really receive, um, receive the proper invitations from, you know, the cosmos. Anything you want to add there? Beautiful. I just, I think this is so insightful to, um, to have this awareness as well, to just have this other layer of understanding how to how to navigate life. Cause I'm resonating a lot with what you shared about my type. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah. So, so, so projectors, they're not meant to move their body a lot. Like they really require a lot of rest. So this is a time too during retrograde, like to lie down and rest before sleep, like prepare yourself, like almost ritualize your morning and nighttime routines more than really any of the other types. And um, being patient for people to understand you. And the more that you can kind of step into your power and your leadership in that way, the more others are going to feel that. So I think this is a time to like own who you are and trust in the invitations and trust that you're really here to create a lot of movements in the world. Next up, we have reflectors. Yeah. So reflectors, this is a fun one. I would love to know if you're a reflector, reach out to me if you're watching this, because I feel like a lot of people who are very in tune with astrology are reflectors. Less than 1% of the population 
their chart is almost fully white, undefined, meaning they have no defined centers in their chart. And they're here for community. They're very sensitive. They're here to mirror the world. Their life's purpose is really being that karmic mirror um, and to really measure the energy in the community. I kind of think of them as like a barometer, right? And their strategy is to wait before making decisions and they follow the lunar cycle in their decision-making, which can be extremely challenging for reflectors who are not living in alignment with their energetic astrologically. So it's like paying attention to your energetic cycles. It Obviously, we know that there are specific times to make decisions to be more introspective, you know, with the lunar cycle for in particular, but sometimes with reflectors, they have their own energetic cycle based on the lunar cycle. So it's really, this is the time, right? Like, you know, we have the beautiful full, full moon. This is where you get to start to journal during retrograde right now of like, how am I feeling energetically? What feels right? Does this feel like a good time to make decisions? Does it not? Because then you'll start to get on your own cycle with the lunar cycle based on your energetic blueprint. And the challenges are really <sighs> trusting your certainty, um, falling in love with people's potential. Like there's a lot with people. Um, pressure to make decisions quickly is a big one. And you really want to make sure that you're around the community and the people that really lift you up. Like this is the time to call in the aligned people of this higher consciousness in your life, because you're going to be mirroring that back to others, which again is going to create an even higher consciousness and continue to evolve the population. So, so being like right now, this is a good time for you to take your time, surround yourself with people that make you feel good, really start to be in tune with your monthly energy cycle and just being conscious of the energy around you because you're so open. A lot of reflectors are very empathic. You tend to take on other people's projections, other people's energy, um, learning not to take things personally and just recognizing how powerful you are as that one percenter of the world. I mean, truly, it is that, that, that way of being that is really going to shift the world with, with your gifts. And that can feel confusing for reflectors because, you know, it's like com built completely differently than the paradigm that we're so used to living in this world, which is quick moving, working that nine to five, working all the time making decisions very fast, which is the complete opposite of what's aligned for a reflector. And that's, those are the five. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing this, you know, this new way we can, we can orient ourselves because that's just what I love is all these different ways of, of deeper self-understanding and how they can support us as we navigate reality. If you do you have any, just any tips that you have for navigating Mercury retrograde that you want to share with us? Um, for my type or just in general? Just, just in general, or, or, or perhaps, I don't know, maybe you could, you can probably speak to your human design type very well, you know, for, for your type, if you have anything. Yeah, I think, you know, like just listening to the supportive actions from before, um, really just going inward and being discerning, like, 
what do I want and not, not really taking action on it yet. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so for manifestors, it's like, what am I wanting to create in the world and who is going to be impacted? Like, that's a really beautiful journal prompt and something that you can really meditate, uh, meditate on for generators. It's like, where am I leaking my energy? Like, where am I people pleasing? Where am I saying yes to things when I really need to know where am I overworking? journaling around that and really going inward during this time so that when we're out of retrograde, you can start to make those aligned shifts. For manifesting generators, it's the same thing. Like where, when are you feeling frustrated? When are you feeling angry? When are you not calling in support and informing people? When are you moving too fast and not allowing the space and the time to really go back and say like, where am I creating? You know, where are their mistakes? Where can I refine, et cetera? And then, you know, with projectors, it's like, where are you operating the same way as everybody else? Like, where are you working too much? Like, where are you just exhausting yourself, whether it be in how you're moving your body and relationship and work and going inward to have fun with being open to invitations. I think for projectors, it's like, you get to ask the universe for support. Like you get to say, I'm ready for my invitation. If you're in a job that's really, I have a projector I just did a reading for, and he is very burnt out in a finance career. And I said, you get to ask for the invitation. Like you get to ask for the support of what your next step is in order to find the aligned path of how you want to work and live and show up in the world. And then for reflectors, it's, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, are you living in a place that just doesn't feel aligned? Are you around people that don't feel aligned? And really just going inward to start to look at those areas of your life that are feeling too much. And that's where you can, again, call in the support in order to call in your tribe, call in your soul tribe and to be around people energetically that fill you up. So I hope that was supportive. So this is the time to just like ask the questions and ask for the support and you don't need to, there's nowhere to get to, like, you don't need to do anything. You just get to listen. Mm, I love that. And actually that's the theme that many astrologers have shared throughout the summit is this is a time to ask questions. Yeah. To not know the answers. We see that with the Gemini, the Gemini North node, the asking questions, new possibility, new perspective with the eclipses. Yeah. That's been a big theme that's gone through our summit. So I love that you're tying that in, in another way, the same theme that's coming through, like another lens of perspective. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, I like astrology, there's so much, like, right. There's so many tools. There's so many things that provide a lot of value. And, you know, with human design, there's just like one little speck of Eastern and Western astrology that then makes up like other, you know, like other wisdom that can then kind of just, to me, it's like helping you affirm, right? It's like, okay, we know this to be true, but maybe it's presented in a different way. Maybe it sheds a different light on something that you didn't like necessarily think before. The way I describe it is like, when you go to a different yoga instructor, right? Like you maybe get set in stone and you're like, I love this studio. I love this instructor. And then you go on vacation and there's like one micro movement that you had never been communicated before. And like, you had never really like taken in and it changes everything for you. So that's my hope is that there's just one little nugget that was like, yeah, I do know this about myself and I've been resisting it. And now it feels really good. And I'm going to follow that. Like that is my one my one just hope for listening to this interview series. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lindsay. This is so cool because I'm not very educated on, on human design because there's so many layers of astrology where I can go deeper and deeper. And that's just my yeah. heart's calling, you know, as astrology and new different techniques. And I can, you know, go back in the past and future and look at these very specific things. So I love hearing this perspective that there's other ways of awareness that we can have deeper self-understanding. So I really appreciate you being here and sharing that because I very much resonate with, with my chart, my human design chart that you pulled up for me. So that's so cool. Um, so I know you have yeah. a great offer for the summit. I'd love to hear about that. And just anything else that you you do. I know you offer, you know, you offer sessions for people and different experiences to learn about human design. So anything you feel yeah. called to hear about. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, astrology, I, I loved it, but I didn't really understand. Like there's just so many layers to it. And this was like human design was like a stepping stone where now I feel like okay, I've got my feet wet and I feel like I have support. Like I've called people like you and Jamie. So it's like, there could be people on this series too, that like this astrology may be completely new for them. Right. And this may just feel like, okay, this could be a stepping stone to then delve into the vast world of astrology. Cause I know for me, it was like, where do I even start sometimes? Because it's just, it's so amazing. There's just so much wisdom there. So with that, um, I have an amazing ebook. And it really just kind of is a synopsis of everything that I talked about today with the types and the strategy, but it does go a a bit deeper. You listen to something, some people may be audio, audio, some people may be visual, some people like to print things out and just underline. So I think it'll just give you a little bit more insight as to what human design is and really how it can support you during this time in retrograde and really throughout your life for decision-making. If you're feeling out of alignment, you know, just kind of a place to come home to. And yes, I have two options right now. So I actually do VIP days. I noticed that VIP days, which really are just larger sessions packed into a specific day. I find that people with a VIP day, generally, they're able to consume it more, right? Like it's not spread out, they're able to really take everything in. And they're really able to integrate it in a much more meaningful way. And then I do unlimited Voxer support, because generally after a human design session, I'm sure it's the same with astrology, where people are like, I have more questions, this is opening up for me, as you're integrating. So I have that option. And then I also just do general 90 minute uh, reading. So if you feel like you want a little bit more clarity on your specific chart, I also do those as well. And I think that's really it. I'm just excited to support and just add this additional tool if it feels like it serves you. And I hope that it supported you in some way. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here. Yes. This is such a treat to, to have you. And yeah, I'm very curious personally to learn more about my human design yeah. chart. I have a Scorpio moon. So deep self-understanding is something that I'm always drawn to and how to support others and deep self-understanding. And so this has just given me a whole new area to be excited to learn more about. Yeah. And just like, we didn't talk about this, but the profile is, is really helpful for your entire life theme. And one of the numbers in your profile is a one, which is the investigator. I also have a one in my profile and that is exactly what you said. It's like, I love to just go deep. I love to just investigate. I love to just 
like geek out on things and it's almost like siphoning, siphoning out information so that you can process it, but then also like share it with the world. So again, it's like, you'll just start to find these little nooks and crannies of alignments where it's just additional affirmation that you are meant to be an investigator. Like you are meant to research and delve deep and to really like go inward in that way and to just have fun experimenting with these tools. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay, You're for welcome. being here. And Thank you for having me. Yeah. So that everyone got something from it, got a new gem from it, and it just gives us other ways of self-understanding. So I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Reach out if you have any questions. Um, bye for now, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution and tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.